It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And if you guys didn't recognize that voice, let's introduce you. Of course, we have with us today special guest co-host, Twism Piece, and he is the voice of our intro to our podcast. He's the one that created that entire intro, the sirens, everything you hear at the very beginning is this gentleman right here. Twism, thank you so much for joining us today, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. And Jeremy, man, thanks for thanks for taking the time out of your day to meet with me too, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's great to meet you, brother. Well, everybody just cool. always gives them props. Who cares about Jeremy these days? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I, I do believe I do believe it says I do believe it says the Navarro Millers. So yeah, yeah, he gets well, top billing. I mean, come on. I mean, I get top billing, okay? Come he doesn't, he doesn't get the bitch. <laughs> But I mean, in essence, it was a very, very special day for you, Jeremy, yesterday because, well, you got to hang out with me. <laughs> That's always a special day. <laughs> and I'm getting to have a special day, too. That means I'm having a special day, too, then. Right, right. But it was, but it was actually in, uh, especially special because it was Jeremy, birth, uh, Jeremy Miller's birthday yesterday so happy, happy birthday, birthday happy belated to you. birthday so to you mr miller yes. uh and yeah, for absolutely. today to for today uh him and his fiance uh as a birthday present from i believe from your from your sons right yeah my son sean actually got it for us yeah he got he got for you guys an incredible hotter balloon ride which uh so we're, cool. we're gonna go ahead and uh just play a little bit of what's going what happened here this is this is uh this is his fiance. there he is right there you know mask oh, wow. on and everything with that horrible horrible usc you know apparel <laughs> on him took us up to about six thousand feet and it was really awesome. We had uh, we had two skydivers with us on the balloon. It's actually not skydiving. It's considered base jumping if you go from a balloon. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. awesome to see them launch from there, man. Oh, uh, man, that's yeah. so cool. That's it looks cool. fantastic, man. It looks like a great view. And what time in the morning was that? Because it looks like it was like dawn. Yeah, you're up right yeah, at sunrise. Right, right yeah, at sunrise, right? they're starting to take you <laughs> off. So had to meet there at 530. It's down in Temecula. And it was just absolutely awesome. Oh, there they Dude, are right so there. Cool. That's so cool. So uh, cool. This is definitely this is definitely awesome right here. Uh, that was just part of the uh, the footage. Here's the other part of it actually. 
uh, where they continue on. I mean, this is this is a beautiful view right here. This is I like it, it doesn't look like it's too high up, though. No, from the perspective, it doesn't look like we're as high as we are. And truthfully, having um, having skydived already and been up to twelve thousand five and jumped from there, it doesn't seem like you're at six thousand feet. It really doesn't, unless you're looking straight down. Unless you have the tenacity to hang your head over and look straight down, you really don't get a sense of how high you are. Huh. That's incredible. Well, that's it's just absolutely beautiful. So you, beautiful so you've view. also skydived too, huh? Yeah, my my little brother wanted to go for his 18th birthday, so I took him years ago. Actually, to that same airport, and uh, 24 years ago, we went skydiving. Wow. That, that's officially the coolest man right now. You are the right? cool man. You're the cool man in the building, man. No <laughs> it was so much fun. It was, and honestly, anybody gets a chance, I'm going to give him a little plug here. Skyline Tours down in Temecula area. Great, great experience. We had a great captain running the uh, running the balloon. Great chase crew, man. Those guys. You want to know how much work goes into this? These poor guys are in a van and a truck and on foot, running below us or driving below us, wow. following you, so that wherever they can finally land, they can pick you up and take you back to where you launched from. Wow, that's that service you know, right there. That's well, with, <laughs> with a hot air balloon, you're not. Um, what's it called? With a hot air balloon, you you have no control of your direction mm -hmm. you're you're all based on the wind so we you know came into land and the wind changed so mm. he had to get on the microphone and tell him you know oh we're not going to be able to hit this field we're heading north but you know we're heading towards this location meet us there then they go to the next one the wind shifts again and it's like we're not going to be able to hit this field so we got to find another one and so on these guys were hustling man and you got to realize this is a i think he said 38 thousand cubic foot balloon wow. that's i mean that's a lot of fabric and these guys have to wrestle that whole thing down out of the air it, it's amazing the work they put into it for you know an hour's experience is amazing so i, wow. I have a question real quick like i have a question so at this time that these people are like running with you do they have like do they do they have like a coordinated system or are they just like running around like chickens? Like, I mean, no, like they've, they've, got, like, a, they've it... got this down to a science. I mean, they really okay, do. They, that's, this that's like knows, a they gotta... got like a formation going on and everything. Yep, absolutely. They've got that's straps on each side of the balloon. They know which ones to grab. They all get in their positions and, you know, they, it, it was amazing to watch these guys manhandle this giant contraption. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's Man, crazy. Man, well, I'm, I'm glad you had a great time, Jeremy. I think your video froze in a very awkward way, <laughs> to be honest. It's crazy. Really? I'm you're, moving? You are on my screen. It's like crazy. But anyways, hopefully on everybody else's, you're still moving. So Yeah, uh, you're still moving on mine. You're good, Jeremy. It's probably, there's, there we go. Now you're moving on mine. For some reason, it was weird. Uh, we got uh, a couple people. Well, we got... Uh, uh, Colette is uh, actually she saw the video right now she says hi Jeremy uh, Joni my cocktail waitress from a decade ago uh, Joan and Jerry I love you and yeah so Colette's got a lot of love for, for your fiance Joni there uh, Jeremy so that's pretty cool <laughs> uh, don't we all right right if I, if, if I don't love her she'll kill me so oh, say, you're, you're, you're dead dude don't even <laughs> one way or the other I'm screwed but um but yeah I mean uh 
it, that that that's probably going to be on my bucket list to eventually get on a hot air balloon ride. Oh, and sure. again, but then again, after my confession yesterday about how I'm afraid I'm afraid of flying, I doubt that's going to happen anytime soon, in my opinion. Um, you gotta get over that, bro. You gotta get over that fear of flying, man. Yeah, that's so 1980s. That's a 1980s exactly. thought process, man. I, I'm gonna st- don't worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick him in my bags on a couple of trips and get him used to it. Nice, nice. Yeah, absolutely. I, the absolutely. thing is, well, the thing is, I'm not afraid of the flying in between the interim. I'm afraid of the taking off and the landing part. Cause that's where anything could fucking anything could happen. Anything could happen at that point. That's what <laughs> I'm afraid of. my favorite part. That little that little drop that makes your your heart skip a beat when you take off, and then yeah. you know that bounce when you hit the tarmac. Come on, that gets your adrenaline going. Oh God, no, no, I'm good with that. Well, here's a good one for you. I'll tell you. So I'll, I'll tell you, man, I, I'm a sucker for planes and boats, man. If I could be in the air, if I could be on a boat, I would I would be right there. I would not be on land. Land sucks to me. I mean, <laughs> walking sucks. I'm with you. We had a we were coming in once, and when we landed, on the first bounce, we landed fine. On the second bounce, the landing gear snapped off. Jesus. <laughs> So we went sliding across the tarmac and ended up having to wait on the tarmac for like an hour for them to get us out of the plane and get us all taken care of. But that's, that's my only harrowing experience. That's terrifying. I did. I did. I did the whole plane. I did the whole plane rides back in. Uh, so back when I was doing them, it was TWA. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah. TW. Wow. Yeah, TWA. Cool. So um, I had to fly from my. Basically, I would fly from what was, quote unquote, my mother and my grandmother's house to my, quote unquote, grandmother and grandfather's house in a different state. So I flew in a plane for like probably 10 hours. Okay. Like each, like each way is 10 hours. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the whole time I would be on there because I was only like six, seven and nine. Okay. And the whole time I'm on there, like I sit in the front row right behind the, the captain's desk, the wage, mm-hmm. the stewards or whatever are right there. Um, I'd always get one of those little TWA pins to put on yep. my chest. Um, <laughs> like it was just, it was always the coolest, most, like they made it always so cool, right? And I never had any wicked experiences or anything. And I always remember looking out the window and I always remember seeing the, like, and I, I still to this day, man, like popcorn. Like the clouds always looked like popcorn to me, man. It was just big puff balls everywhere, man. You know what I mean? It was just coolest experience that a little kid could have. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, the first, the first flight that I ever took was with, uh, was with, uh, I think it was, I think it was with, no, was it Southwest? Yeah, it was with Southwest. That was the first time I actually, you're uh, a baby. Well, because it, 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 it was the cheapest flight I could get to Vegas at the time. Okay, give me a break. So, I mean, I flew. I flew Southwest. It was for my. I think it was for my twenty second or twenty first birthday. It was for one of those two, and um, basically, uh, basically, it's it was one of those things where it was like, I, I was scared. I ended up having a couple of drinks on the, in, in the plane because you know it was legal at that point. I was like, hey, might as well. <laughs> drank a couple of those and I was gone. I was like ready to go and everything. So, but yeah, I mean, the, 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 the pilot actually made it pretty tolerable for the most part because he cracked a couple of jokes in the beginning and he made it more tolerable. So I was like, okay, this guy's kind of funny. I hope we don't die. So that was my thought process. Um, but yeah, 
We got um we got some people. Uh, Derek actually just commented. He's like, "Yep, Jeremy froze again." Or is he practicing his ventriloquism? <laughs> I haven't froze on this end. I'm still moving. I have no idea what's going on. Now you're moving. It's weird. I don't know. It's probably kind of a weak signal today. Who knows? But uh, let's go ahead and dive in right here in uh, entertainment news. And our top story that's going on right now, obviously everybody knows uh, Alec Baldwin was involved involved, excuse me, in, uh, in a tragedy while on set. He discharged a, a firearm that was a prop. It was supposed to be a prop, and it was supposed to have blanks in, in the gun, but it didn't. And he ended up killing uh, director of photography and the director uh, and injuring the director himself. Uh, Alec Baldwin went ahead. And uh, actually uh, decided to go ahead and make a statement uh, in regards to this tragedy today. I mean, he took it very hard. There was actually footage of him crying, uh, like just crying hysterically. Obviously, you know, the, the guy, the guy, Alec is a very controversial person with the paparazzi. He doesn't like him, whatever, whatever. But he's not an evil man. He's not a killer. He's not a murderer, obviously. So. In his statement, he says, quote, there are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a wife, mother and deeply admired colleague of ours. I'm fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred. And I am in touch with her husband, offering my support to him and his family. I this, the, the only one time that I remember that this happened, and Jeremy, you said that this has this has happened actually more than once. For me, the only one time that was actually very public that it happened was with Brandon Lee when they were filming the Bruce Lee story uh, that took the life of Brandon Lee. No, uh, when they were filming The Crow. The Crow, I'm sorry, excuse me. The yeah, The Crow. crow. Yeah, when they were filming The Crow. The crow. Um, and so that's when they like, I think they stopped production altogether or they were filming the last scene, something like that. They still filmed the rest of the movie, but it was a huge tragedy that everybody was like shocked about. But you're, you're saying that there's, there's been other cases like this, Jeremy. There has been, um, there's two document documented cases before this as well, before the Brandon Lee incident. Um, there was a young man on a television set and they had given him a prop gun, it fired blanks, but nobody told him that, you know, you still had to be careful because of the force that comes out from the blanks. You know, it's still an explosion. And this kid put the gun up to his temple and pulled the trigger and it yep, killed him. Oh, There's wow. no slug, there was no nothing, but it still killed him. And, um, you know, so that's happened before. Then we have the incident with Brandon. There was another incident years and years before that. And I just don't understand. This is my problem with it. I did. Don't forget. Go ahead. No, no, please, please. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go... I was going to say, just... don't forget about the wrestler guy from the WCW that fell from the rafters. Oh, no, yeah. W no. WWE. That... Owen, that was Owen, Owen Hart. Hart. W... Owen yeah, Hart. Things yeah. Go, things go wrong in a show like that. And it's horrific. Oh, but my God. I, I did. I mean, I've done at least five different projects where I have handled prop firearms. Mm -hmm. And every time, I mean, I thought it was just because I was a kid. Because the first time was on Growing Pains when I was eight. So, I mean, they every time from that time on, the prop handler, the gun handler has come in. And before you start filming, before you ever even touch it, they go through kind of a handling kind of scenario and course, tell you what to do. And then they go through a safety check where they actually yeah. show you that the barrel has been plugged up with lead so it can't fire, yeah. where they show you the firing pins been taken out or this and that. So I don't understand how this is possible. 
you know, if that's a basic, if, if the basic thing you do as a gun handler on a set is show the actors how it's unfireable, why would a live gun ever be allowed on set then? I don't understand. There's got to be protocols. There's got to be something done. This is ridiculous. Um, I wow. mean, I believe it was Joss Whedon who said he's never going to use anything but a pellet gun again on any set he's ever working on after this okay but here's uh, here's the question here, here's the question in a world of cgi and animation why the hell do you need to use prop guns at all or i mean like why would you even need to use blanks or a bb gun or anything if you need to use a, a dummy okay use a dummy version of one sure use a very realistic plastic looking one if you have to but use the cgi capabilities that we have you know that if you go on youtube right now and you look at the CGI capability of 10 years ago, okay? They they made it look so realistic. Look, I, I, I rock with this guy named Xander Berkeley, and Xander Berkeley is, he's like an actor, right? And he, he's like one of the smartest guys I know, like he's brilliant, man. Turn me on to this show called uh, Fantastic Fun Guy, man. It's absolutely crazy, it's all about mushrooms, but it's mental stuff, anyways. Whole point being is he's he's an actor, so he's like behind the scenes about it, and he's one who actually opened my eyes to the fact that you can use a dummy gun in acting in major movies, major cinema, and still be able to CGI bullets, be able to CGI uh, the flash of the gun, be able to to CGI the whole atmosphere about it. So. I'll I'll take it back even further. Look at Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a film done. Oh Jesus, I, I've never even seen that. So, I've never even seen. I haven't seen that. The guns were styrofoam rubber, yeah, basically, because they had. They froze again, or Dave? Not Dave's yeah, A little bit. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm. I'm listening. I'm um, very listening intently. Anyway, they they the guns were very unique looking. And you couldn't find anything that was modern or realistic that would look that way. So they actually yeah. cast the guns out of a soft styrofoam or a harder styrofoam kind of thing, like a mm. rubberized styrofoam. And they look real as can be. They even back then were able to put in the the muzzle blast and all of the effects and things. And it looks realistic. And we're talking about a film that's 35 years old or 30 years old. So you, mm -hmm. you're telling me you can't do that now? Come on. You know, it's ridiculous. The other thing, too, and I'm, I'm sorry to just uh, I just want to interject here because uh, one of our one of our uh, one of the people that are that are following us right now in the in this live broadcast, Derek actually br brought up a very, very interesting question. He, he, he asks, what circumstances would he be using? This is Al uh, in other words, Alec. Uh, what circumstances would he be using the gun and not pointing it at another actor, but at a, at a director and crew member? I will answer well, this okay, for you. Okay, so uh, yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was I was just gonna say it's. If you've ever seen the shot, you know the the 007 shot where he's aiming the gun right at the camera. Right at you. That's the, right. You know, you there are all sorts of different shots that you might be getting where you've got the camera in a certain angle and yeah. the gun is being pointed off camera. So yeah, absolutely. There's plenty absolutely. of scenarios like that where it could be, you know, where that could still go wrong. But ultimately, uh, irrelevant to the scenario, irrelevant to uh, the movie, irrelevant to whatever, whether it's animation or not animation, the very fact 
that an incident like this happened in today's society. God dang it, I'm so sorry, guys. The very fact that an incident like this happened in today's society as as safe as we are about all our other protocols and all our other, you know, routines and, and regulations, it only seems as if there's a a breakdown within the system on that set. Meaning Absolutely. somebody messed up. And and, and it wasn't Alec. Alec Alec is a Alec is a is a victim here in a, in a sense because he was doing his job, and mm-hmm. and he relies upon the safety net that is in place by the production crew, by the companies, by the whole management system to be able to rely and trust in the fact that when he pulls that trigger, nothing like that's going to happen. And so, a lot of protocols. So for the fact that this even happened. We, we don't need to be talking about Alec. We need to be talking about the people who let him down. You know, the people who let the production company, the people who let mm-hmm. Helena down. How about that? The well, people who was, let her Well, that's what I was thinking, actually, when this whole thing happened. I'm like, they're not going to blame Alec because <laughs> he's just an actor that was told, here's a gun, point it here, shoot. Point it here. That's all you exactly. were supposed to do. So it's not exactly. Alec's fault. He was just doing what he was told by the director himself, by direction. So mm-hmm. the real people that they need to uh, fine or fire or prosecute, whatever, I doubt they're going to prosecute because ac- this was an accident. It wasn't intentional. But at the same time, I mean, it, seems still- that, it, it seems that what they're going to end up doing is I would think that there's going to be, obviously there is an investigation going on. They're going to find out who's at fault. They're going to fire that person and yeah, probably yeah. find the studio for for this for this uh, mishap. The family is well, going to get compensated and everybody else. Accidental manslaughter. I mean, come on. This oh, yeah. is this is accidental manslaughter. There's still a charge here somewhere. I mean, somebody is still going to – they'll settle out of court. They'll settle out of court. You won't oh, hear yeah. about it in the news, but somebody's going to suffer for this one. There's there, – there, you don't mm-hmm. – this is big, bro. This is big. This, well, is not, this is not a small thing right here. And what's really confusing to me is it seems that there is no base protocol for this. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I've, I've, I mean, I just, I just eight months ago did a – TV show and a movie with a production company and in both of them I play a detective different parts but a detective so I had a piece on me at all times and again the prop guy came to me beforehand every single day and we went through the safety check and you know making sure the chambers plugged up and everything else so why is that not the basic protocol why is that not something that has to be done legally every single time a firearm is on set well you know what that comes down that comes down to money that comes down to money it it does but again we've lost another life now i mean this happened back with brandon why were these protocols not put in place then you know what i mean it seems to me that if you can use a live weapon on a set there has to be some amount of protocol beforehand not to and it doesn't seem like training. anybody's put that into you know, absolute training. I mean, something. This this is unacceptable in a way I can't even explain. When we know that this has happened before, and and what the the chances of it happening again are very high as well, which is very unfortunate. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you right now, if I ever am in a project again where I am carrying a live 
weapon, a real weapon. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to find somewhere safe and I'm going to try and discharge it multiple times before I ever even step on set with it. No, well, and I mean, I, I, and, 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 and I mean and I'm sorry to interrupt here, Twism, uh, but no, there's, ahead, even, there's even there's even uh, actress Josie Davis, and many of you know who Josie Davis is. She's in Charles in Charge. She played Sarah Powell in Charles in Charge, and she's been in a bunch of other uh, TV shows. Uh, she's been on uh, on uh, uh, the show with uh, Charlie Sheen. Um, and she went ahead and uh, she posted on her Instagram, she says, uh, tragic loss of Helena Hutchins because of lack of safety. Time and time again on set, I recall what happened to Brandon Lee when he was killed on set of The Crow by a real bullet. I was taught yeah. always to make sure there's no way anything can be discharged, no matter the attitude or look I get. Now we've lost this human being. Prayers to her friends and family. Never should this ever happen again. <coughs> so, Absolutely. I mean, many actors, uh, many people from the industry have expressed something similar to what Josie expressed and something similar to what you expressed as well, Jeremy. I mean, this is, this is a tragedy that, you know, it needs to be dealt with. Uh, and here's here's hoping that that something like this does not happen again because this is this is this is something that really shouldn't have happened to begin with. Well, the only way this won't happen again is if we completely God dang it is if we completely eliminate the situation all in itself. If we take away all prop arms, they are live. Okay, whether if if you make a copy, okay, if you like you was talking about the rubberized copies or things like that, things like that, that's how you would eliminate it, right? CGI effects, that's how you would eliminate it. But as long as we still have these live action movies, as long as we still have what we call realistic based movies, then you're still going to have, you know, the Martin Scorsese's out there who like that raw, realistic, um, authentic look to something. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and so I kind of I kind of wonder how, in a way, could you ever prevent this from happening again? Short of making it just not possible. You know, no yeah, no real firearms. Yeah, no real firearms whatsoever. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, if from an actor's point of view, it's a really difficult situation because there are directors and there are, I mean, many stories out there, many. I, I never personally worked with a director who did this to me, but there are directors out there who want to push their actors to the very brink, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's danger, whether it's whatever. And it's up to us because there's nobody looking out for us on set. I mean, as a kid, I had protection. Once you hit 18, there's nobody looking out for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. nobody. So these it's up to us to say that's too much, that's too far. But if you do that, then you're tough to work with. Then you're yeah. difficult. Yeah. So and then on top of really that, they get a situation. bad name through Hollywood. Exactly. So it's a really difficult situation for an actor to be put in. But I'll tell you right now, after this, I mean I, I knew I didn't know him well, but I did know Brandon Lee. And I said after that, this can never happen again. You know, this is, it can't, it's ridiculous. They have to put in, and apparently nothing was done. So I'm saying it again right now. SAG, protect your freaking actors, you know, get some laws put in place, start lobbying, do something because this is unacceptable to a degree I can't even explain. It cannot happen again. We've had it happen multiple times in the past. It cannot happen. It's, it's the most horrific end 
that you could possibly imagine to something that is supposed to be a magical experience in creating entertainment. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, and uh, yeah. right, right now, right, you know, right now, uh, the police are still going to go ahead and investigate what's going on. Uh, we'll go ahead and keep everyone apprised as to what happens uh, next and uh, what the studios are going to do next. Uh, in other uh, in other news, Brian Laundrie's uh, remains have been found. Um, basically, this is a very strange situation because it's weird. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you 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 think that you know something, and then you don't. I mean, first. We have Gabby Petito that 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 she passed she passed away. They were, I mean, Brian was a person of interest, but he was never actually charged, and they were just looking to 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 talk to him to to uh, to interrogate him about what happened, but they never got a chance to because they ended up finding his remains, not even him, but his remains, in a swampy area in Florida, and the question here now is, did this person like? Feed himself to the alligators, or I mean, I don't know. It's a very weird situation. I, I was telling, I was talking to Jeremy about this yesterday when they found out about his that they found his remains. That I'm thinking maybe they both saw something they shouldn't have, and they were they were offed, and it made it look like you know it was no. a murder suicide type of thing. I don't know because no. this is a very strange situation. I mean, I, no. I I don't know what to think. You know, I mean, obviously Twism, you got you got you got something to say about that. I, 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 you know, I'm, I guess I'm a little too outspoken, but this right here is a case. God dang it. I'm so sorry, man. This is a case of a guy who basically <laughs> is a guy. This is, this is, this is domestic violence at its finest right here. Okay. This is domestic violence at its finest. This guy, um, he, he got off on the fact that he had power over her. Um, he used that power. Eventually, that power corrupted him to the point where he did something that he regretted, okay? And and obviously, he regretted it. His actions showed he regretted it. He disappeared. He cut off communications. He, he, he went ghost, okay? Um, but on top of all of that, to find his remains in some swamp off of the beaten track, knowing that God's creation is looking for him, goes to show right there that he knew the only way out of this was just to take his own life, man. And that that's just, that's thats the poor, miserable, weak-minded person that he was. And I, I hate how the, the media is going to want to spin this. They're going to try to take this 10 different ways. But this is nothing more than a domestic case at its finest. And this should not be about some white girl or some white dude. This should be about domestic violence. We should be bringing to light all of the women across the world who are having this happen to them right now of all colors and creeds, not because of the fact that this is a highlight, but because it's a, it's a serious thing. This is real. This happens to many, many women. This, come on, man. Like, dudes beat the you, shit out of women all the time, man. So <laughs> I can tell you right now, I have a very, we have, a, my fiance Joni and I have a very dear friend that we lost um, about four years ago now. And the, uh, I can't say he did it because there's been no proof and he has not been charged. I don't want to get sued. But we very much believe we know exactly who did it, and it was her abusive husband. Mm. So it's there's evidence. There's Unfortunately, it's small 
bumblefuck town georgia so everybody's protected by you know everybody knows everybody and they're not going to prosecute because he went to school with everybody you know it's it's a horrible situation but this happens all the time and that's i i agree with you completely twism this the red flags and everything that they've said in their relationship, the things that were seen on mm -hmm. YouTube, the mm -hmm. sheriff who saw him verbally and physically abusing her, all these no. things, those are red no. flags that anybody who's dealt with domestic violence or had friends who dealt with domestic violence, those red flags, you know, you recognize them immediately. And there's yeah. so many here. So I agree with you completely. No, we will probably never know the exact truth, but I believe 100% you're right, Twism, that that is, that is nothing more than a result of of a bad a weak-minded person taking his only out yeah it's a weak-minded person taking but his at, only at option the same time, at the same time we also got to ask ourselves did he just like put like cow's blood on him and just take a dive into the swamp or did he fall asleep and then the alligators are like oh hey lunch you know and they came and <laughs> killed him i mean i mean the the mystery here is still very strange as to how he died i'm i'm curious to know the cause of death for this guy or did, I mean, he some, did he take some pills maybe and but then just fall can asleep I, can and... i ask you can i ask you a question i mean uh, uh, can i ask you a question yeah can does it matter do, does it make a difference to the outcome to the story to the details does it give you a peace of mind does what what does it do for you to know the the exact way the exact manner it uh, are, are you not happy curiosity. that there's some resolution? Morbid, morbid curiosity. Morbid curiosity. I appreciate just, the honesty. I mean, that's I appreciate just, the honesty. I'm just so curious because I mean, I'm I'm a very I'm a very inquisitive person. That's why I'm a journalist. That's why I got my degree in journalism because I I love to ask. I'm, I want to know the truth. I want to know the questions. Yeah. I, I ask questions. So yeah. therefore, that's the reason why I'm always asking these questions. How did this person yeah. die? What did he do to yeah. himself? Is there yeah. any type of resolution? Unfortunately, there isn't because he didn't get brought to justice. He right. got away with, well, uh, allegedly got away with murder because we don't know for sure if he did it or not. But obviously, there's a lot of proof that are pointing in his direction. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but as, as Jeremy said, I don't want to get sued. So I'm not going to go ahead and say that yeah, he right. did do it or anything. Uh, <laughs> but there is a lot of evidence that kind of makes your makes your eyebrows stand. But, I mean, mm -hmm. me personally, I just want to know what did he do to go ahead and have his remains out there you know that's that's just my morbid curiosity wondering how this all went about so that's just but that's just again that's just probably probably the only place in all of god's world that he knew that he could go to and actually have a few moments to bring himself to do this i mean you got to realize you've got people out there of every every form media youtube instagrammers everybody out there is is looking is this it is that him is that him is that yeah. him this dude's got to find this dude has to find himself somewhere where he is able to sit down write in his little journal everything he needs to say and, and then go ahead and and take the weak person's way out you know what i'm saying so That's a really at this good point, point you know at this point to 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 be to be in all honesty i think this is that moment where you immediately stop 
worrying about all the details and you start immediately pushing, you know, for change, you start pushing for uh, uh, recognition, you start, you start bringing awareness to this and you start saying, hey, you know, these are the identifying factors. Um, These are the kind of types of people. Um, If you see this situation go on, you know, have some hotlines going on. Because let me tell you something, this is something that happens all the time and it needs to be brought to the light because if we're okay so look this is a big worldwide media attention scenario well let's use that to make change or else we're going to be talking about this just like we're talking about the alec baldwin situation and we're saying well there's not much that can be changed about it right now because that's just the way it is we don't want to say that that's not what we want to say about this We want to say, well, guess what? We learned a few lessons from this, and guess what we're going to do? We're going to put together task force. We're going to have hotlines. We're going to have recognition factors so that if there are these types of behaviors going on, they are identified and brought to light. And and I'm not just talking about in in celebrities or YouTubers. I'm talking about in your regular, your neighbor next door, man. Maybe you save your neighbor's life. Maybe you save your neighbor's life just because you recognize the signs of 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 a domestic violence situation and absolutely one of the things that i've learned about domestic violence is that the person who's in that they want out they don't they don't want to be there they want out they just either don't have the strength or they don't have the knowledge on how to get out oh they're scared well and but that's just that's part of having strength you know what i'm saying that's that's the part of the having strength part and you could be that strength for them. You could be that knowledge for them. You could be that life-saving doorway that they don't have. And that's what we should be focusing on. That's what the moral of the story should be. That's what, you know, I understand morbid curiosity and everything, but that's what we should be talking about. And if, you know, if I'm going to waste my time talking about it, I'd rather waste my time talking about it, advocating for something that's going to make a difference to somebody else rather than, you know, no, and do, well, and, dude and, got what he, you know and, what I'm saying? I'm dude go got what he's say, coming to him, you know? <laughs> I'm going to say right now, that is a mic drop for you, Twizzlem, because that was as good <laughs> as it can be said. No, that's as good as it can be said. Seriously, that is the point. That is what we should be talking about right now. You said it. You you absolutely said it perfectly. And, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I am not at all, you know, shadowing the real point of of what happened here the whole no, entire no, I'm track not i'm not that. shadowing no, that God, at all no, no. i mean again my morbid curiosity is one thing that's why i was wondering what the hell happened but in yeah. all essence it's not necessarily like you said it's not the point of of this of this Resolution. story nor the yeah. moral of this entire tragedy this this tragedy because right. it is a tragedy what happened here uh i mean and it's unfortunately a tragedy that happens like how many like every every what five seconds somebody is is it's like every five or every 12 seconds something like that something like this is happening so in essence it is one of those things that you know we need to go ahead and and figure out a way how to stop us as a society you know if we see something wrong we need to you know be cautious at the same time because there's other factors to to also to also take in as well uh because there are there are situations where uh the woman doesn't want help or ends up actually there's a there's an old uh story that my mom told me years ago about a man a man was walking on a trail and he saw uh, a couple in in a in a situation where the man was beating the crap out of this woman, so he runs over 
to defend this woman and then and she, she attacks him <laughs> well yeah no what happens like she, he goes and tackles the guy starts going at and wailing on the guy suddenly he gets a he gets stabbed in the back by the woman who had a knife on her What's the moral of the story there as well? I mean, you, it's, it's all about you need to go ahead and see the situation, assess the situation, and figure out mm. how can I help this person without getting mm. into, like, mm. into deep. Because I don't know how, what this person's mental, mental like, state is for me to even yeah. try to help at that point. Right, so right. that's something that also needs to be. And that's why I said hotlines and things exactly. like that. Hotline, you mm-hmm. know, having a hotline, a task force, things like that. But let, let me tell you a little story real quick, man. And I'll try to be real fast about this, man. But it's it's not always the man, okay? Um, oh, yeah. There was a situation. There was a situation in a town I lived in a couple of years ago. Well, this is actually a long time ago. This is back when I was a middle-aged teenager. Um, there was um, a couple that we knew. Um, they were very toxic for each other. Um, they had that kind of, whoa, beat the shit out of each other, then do drugs, then make up, and then uh, just do it all over again kind of mm-hmm. relationship. Um, but she was in his face every day, blah, 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 fighting him, everything. Just always, just always that kind of girl about it, you know what I mean? Um, and, of course, he would be right back in her face. They'd fight each other. They'd beat the shit out of each other, so on and so forth. Um, but then one day she got on his case real bad and she killed him or he killed her. Sorry. He killed her. Right. Um, and then went and hung himself in the, in the, uh, closet. Uh, moral of the story is, is that it's not always the dude though. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because if she wasn't always so antagonistic and so in his face and always so verbally and physically abusive, um, but also vice versa on his part. I'm not. I'm not saying he was any less mm-hmm. to blame or anything. Um, but it, you know, it can be one of those things where it can be either gender or oh, non-gender. It, it however, it can goes be. in today's world. You know what I mean? But and it's, it, it needs to be recognized. Oh yeah, no, that's what. And that was the point that you said that I agreed with the most was the raising that awareness so that people learn to recognize the signs right. from the outside so you can provide that help. Um, right. You know, that's so crucial. Exactly. And uh, right now we have some people that are actually chatting in the chat right now. Uh, uh, Carol actually uh, said so much sadness, but I want to interject on a lighter note. Happy birthday, Jeremy. May you be blessed. Yeah. Happy uh, birthday, Jeremy. Right. <laughs> uh, Derek also said, as Carol said, happy birthday, Jeremy. Uh, Derek also said uh, in, in regards to uh, the morbid curiosity in regards to Brian Laundry, uh, he said, I suppose it could make someone feel better if he suffered. So that's that's another way to look at it as well. Way to look at it. Um, Bob Bob says this is a great podcast. Thank you so much, Bob, for that. Thank you, Bob. Uh, yeah, thank Patty, you, Bob. Yeah, thank you. Pa- Patty is saying hello from Alabama. Hello, Patty. Well, hello. Right here. So, hello, hello from Alabama. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. So I mean, it's again, you know, I'm lo- love. I love inter- interacting with uh, with the people that are watching right now. Absolutely, it's, it's so Absolutely. much fun to go ahead and uh, chat with them a little bit. It's almost like a hotline that they call in. And you know, yeah, really right. cool. so I, I like that. No 900 number included. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, going back to this story, I mean, right now they're still trying to find out exactly uh, what happened to him. But uh, as we all know, this is a sad ending, a tragic ending to a tragic situation in general. So, I mean, you know, well, I mean, let's hope that the that the that the family of 
of Gabby finally finds some peace in uh, in knowing that more than likely the their their daughter's killer is gone if if in fact it was him. So, uh, but in other uh, in other uh, news, uh, in other entertainment news, uh, girl star Peter Scolari passes away today after a long two-year battle with cancer at the age of 66. Mm. Uh, Peter actually, uh, as many people may remember, Peter was actually, how I remember him, he actually starred in Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks. That's where he got his Mm. first start. Uh, He was also in a bunch of other uh, television uh, sitcoms. He was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the sitcom he played. uh, He played... Kaczynski or whatever the the doctor's name is. So uh, incredibly talented actor, such a huge loss. Uh, Jeremy, did you ever know him? I I did. I didn't know him well, but I did get the pleasure of meeting Peter uh, multiple times. Very sweet man, very nice, was very kind to me every time we met. And just an amazing talent. I mean, everybody who got to see Bosom Buddies knows how special and amazing that show really was. Um, It was a legendary, groundbreaking show. Yeah, ahead of its time, for sure. Yeah, ahead of its time. Absolutely. And it was so funny and so fun and so well thought out. Um, and Peter brought a lot to that. You know, he really brought a lot to that character. And um, I had a lot of friends who actually, he had um, numerous, I won't say failed sitcoms, but sitcoms that never launched that got to, you know, maybe do a pilot and one or two shows after, but they never got picked up. And I had multiple friends. Um, my friend Andre Gower, uh, Brandy Gold, who's Tracy Gold, my sister on Growing Pains, her little sister, they all did different projects with Peter. He did a show called mm-hmm. Baby Makes Five, which was what Brandy was I heard in. about that. It was actually a very cute show, but only lasted maybe five episodes. But Peter was oh. an amazing talent, and he's he's yeah. a legend in the in the business. So, yeah, it's uh, I mean not not even talking about his later work, just for his groundbreaking work on Bosom Buddies. I mean he's a legend. So this is yeah. this is a big loss. It's very tragic. Well, very you tragic. Know, I- isn't this isn't this becoming almost second nature hearing about a celebrity dying from cancer i mean like Mm -hmm. what's going on lately i almost feel like it it seems like cancer is making some sort of rise right now you you still pay attention to me you know what i mean twism you got to remember one thing that a lot of people they were they've been stuck indoors have been able to go to hospitals because of covid so they haven't gotten their Mm. regular screenings things like that Mm -hmm. that's the reason why cancer uh cancer deaths have actually like risen uh, this past yeah, year because to, like was... because unfortunately because of that because many people can't go to hospitals because mm. of the patients that are overrunning hospitals COVID etc so that's pretty gotcha, much what doctors gotcha. are looking at right now but it's and it's an unfortunate loss right here because so many people are dying of cancer yeah, now that's... they're getting their screen a little late now uh, so but it's unfortunate and a big loss for uh, the the television industry entertainment industry in general uh, my condolences yeah. go to Peter Scolari's family uh, on this very tragic day uh in other news uh jeremy you found a very interesting article and twism you might want to hear this because i know that you're a father of a lot of daughters so you might want to listen to this right here uh (laughs) catholic schoolboys are in big trouble why are catholic schoolboys in big trouble jeremy well, this is a this one's going to be very multi-layered. So we have a incident that has occurred at uh, Catholic St. John's uh, College in Minnesota, and their sister school, um, St. Benedict's, which is an all-girls school. 
So St. Benedict's all girls, St. John's all boys. And apparently in a using a chat room, the men at or I'll call them boys because this is a pretty yeah, childish thing. Yeah. Um, the boys at uh, St. John's created a list of desirable women at the other college and assigned points to which women they slept with or got sexual favors from. There were different points assigned to different sexual acts, and they were basically just keeping a running tab. It basically boils down to, you know, who could who could sleep with the most girls at their sister school. And this has now come to light and has turned into a rather large school investigation and uh, kind of a big deal. And I'll, I'll say this now. I have nothing but respect for women raised by a single mom. I look at this. I'm like, that's reprehensible. You know, if my buddies were doing something like that, I would tell them to their family, like, dude, you're a scumbag. That's 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 freaking ridiculous. Quit acting like a, you know, 12 year old. Um, But at the same time, they are blowing. They're turning this into a full blown, almost criminal investigation. They had sit ins and protests at the girls school talking about we won't accept sexual misconduct. I'm sorry, I don't feel this rises to the level of sexual misconduct. No one well, was forced no, that's, to have that's sex. Where I got, this is premeditated. See, it's one thing. It's one thing if it's one thing if you know uh, you catch you catch your catch your son with a daughter. You catch your son with a girl. You catch your your daughter with somebody. It, that's that's one thing, right? Stumbling in upon uh, uh, somebody at the moment. That's different. Um, when you're showing that it's a premeditated game, um, this. This almost encounters like a squid game kind of mentality. You you rigging up a game in order for people to make a decision uh, to whether or not you know get points. I mean, this is this seems to me to be very that's wrong. That that's well, very wrong. Well, and in today's well, now here's wrong. what makes it even more wrong. Here's what makes it even more wrong in today's society with Me Too movements and with such social media awareness about sexual rights and things like this. Why would you even think it's okay to act like that anymore? Why why would little boys even pretend like that's okay anymore? We where's the parents raising these people? Where's the school teachers teaching them? In public schools, I know that they have these conversations. In public schools, I know they lay down rules and regulations about what you can and can't do. So if they're doing that in the Catholic school, then these kids went above and beyond because it's premeditated. It's not just some random act. They were doing this maliciously with malicious intent. And I absolutely get that. I mean, I I think it's I mean, it's horrific and malicious is a good word for it. But does it rise to the level of actual sexual misconduct? There was no sexual assault. There is no forcing. They seduced the women. So every single one of these, every single one of these girls fully consented in every way. There are no charges whatsoever or even suggestion of sexual assault or drugging women or anything else. This was all just, hey, see if you can get a date with her, get her out and see what you can do. So again, that's horrible. I mean, still reprehensible. But does it rise to the level of sexual misconduct sexual assault all right let me ask you a question hold on hold on hold on let me let me interject here for just one second actually because this this is getting to be a a, a discussion that's actually you know because yeah, I mean, you're, well, you're a dad i get it you know i mean well, you have that's why i wanted it. that's and, why i and, wanted your opinion and, and and here's the thing here's the thing here's what i look at it um this has been going on for years 
it wasn't a game. It wasn't a game. It was just something that jocks would be like, hey, man, how many girls do you slept with? Oh, man, I slept with like five, you know, locker room talk type of situations. These guys made it into a game. And that's, these girls didn't know it was a game. They thought, oh, this, this guy really <laughs> loves me or this guy, whatever, whatever. They didn't know exactly. it was a game. But as as Jeremy said, there is no misconduct here. Well, there's okay. at least nothing, nothing All right, so now let me ask the both. Let me ask the both of you a question, okay? Pedophile. You don't know he's a pedophile. He's walking around. He goes, he sits down at a bench. He sits there and he stares at those kids all day long. Somebody calls and makes a report. He goes to jail because of intent, because he was sitting there maliciously intimidating those children by staring at them so much to the point that somebody else felt that they need to make a call about it. Why is that situation any different than this situation? When you, it shows, like you just said right here, it's not just locker room talk. It's not just what the football get, what they used to do on the football team. Okay, I know how them boys used to be, man. Yep. I understand that mentality. I understand what that's like. But they didn't make it a, a, a drawn-out game. They didn't put effort into manipulating. They didn't put effort into basically violating somebody to earn points. Because this wasn't about falling in love. This wasn't about going to the prom. This wasn't about any. This, this, yeah, exactly. This is like Muhammad Ali stepping in and knocking out another opponent. Okay, if if the, that's unacceptable, that's unacceptable, especially in today's society. We don't have a 1980s, 1990s mentality anymore. Where that shit's okay, da, ha, 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 whatever. No, no, mm-hmm. that don't fly anymore. You are supposed to respect the women. You are supposed to respect the female. You, and if, if if men can get in trouble for just simply disrespecting a female by slapping her, then why is it okay for them to take her innocence, to manipulate her mind and her heart? That's absurd. That's unacceptable. That's That shows malicious intent. And I feel that any act that shows malicious intent, that's a criminal act, man. That's That's a misconduct. I can I can absolutely see that point. I really do. Um, but I want to I want to pull it back here, and I'm going to sound like an asshole here. But <laughs> Nothing new there. We're, 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 <laughs> no, I'm the prick. You're the asshole. Oh, that's true. You're um, right. You're right about that. <laughs> but we're we're making it sound like these women didn't have a choice. Okay, I know what college is like now. I have friends who've still. The, the women are hooking up now yeah. too. It's sexual freedom. It's absolutely, you know, not, absolutely. We're talking at we're talking at it like you know every one of these women thought this these guys were their soulmates or you know no. these girls could have but been they, just but as every easy. one of these girls but every one of these girls weren't going out there like yep got that one that's a notch on my belt oh, all right honey who exactly, are we going to get next you exactly. know what I'm saying that's, that's, what I'm that's why that's why I find it so reprehensible and to me just absolute scumbag material I mean that's the best and way you're to telling say me it. in no way whatsoever no way whatsoever not one of these women that were um um, investigated or talked to about this scenario ever once said um wow this was i i I totally feel violated this was a manipulative situation yeah he took advantage of me um he made me believe this and led me here and told me this and then this really happened so you're 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 not telling me so far so far no so far, everything has been consensual. Well, yeah, that's a fine line. Have... That's a very fine line to walk right there. I'll give you that. It is a very fine line. But 
in, the investigation like in is law, ongoing. So in law, if they show intent, in law, if you show intent, that's a criminal act. Mm-hmm. And by admitting to them, by admitting that it was a game that they set up and played over an extended period of time, shows intent. It shows malicious intent. But does, it show, to me, but does it show intent of a criminal act? That's where I don't I don't quite see. Okay, so what's to say that these these boys in college don't grow up and become men who go to work and play this same game on their coworkers, getting oh, them I, drunk at the bar? I, agree I mean, what completely. what's the difference? I mean, it, it predatory behavior is still predatory behavior. Okay, oh, shutting it down early, I agree with completely, and doing it and. Again, this being a Catholic college, of course, absolutely, you would think it would be more regimented, more strict like that, right? That's what I mean. Um, But and here, let me take us on just another little side, you know, trip on this. Is this is a point I have had about all boys and all girls schools for a very long time? They are not a good idea. It represses you. Okay, you've never met wilder people. Than Catholic than girls Catholic and people. Mormon girls. Absolutely. Because they are the most that. repressed people because they're kept away from the guys. The guys are kept away from the girls. Yep. They are chomping Absolutely. at the bit to get to each other. I have been yep. against yep. this for a long time. It does not breed good behavior, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I mean, thank God I never had to go to one. My mother, that's anytime I'd slack on my grades, the first thing my mother would say is, get them up or you're going to an all boys school. I'd be pulling yep. A's and B's by the end of the year. You know? <laughs> but I, I've, I've actually had a real issue with this for a long time. I do not believe it's healthy. You know, I don't believe segregating boys and girls, you know, and not letting them interact and have that get through that sexual tension of just being around each other, being aroused, being interested, being everything. When you keep that away it's from them, you repress people. You know, you can't go ahead and interact with one another like that. Absolutely. And how else? How else are you supposed to learn who you are, what you like, where you like, what you know what I mean? All the ins and outs of life. You know what I mean? Like I totally understand that, and I totally understand that. But once again, we weren't just talking about a random act. We weren't just talking about stumbling in on some teenage innocence. We were talking about a something that was planned out. A planned out, yeah, exactly. And and whether or not, I mean, whether or not you can label it as sexual misconduct, it is still predatory behavior. And in today's world, predatory behavior is not allowed. Here's a thought. I, here's something I just thought of, which might make it rise to the level of actual criminality. In that, this was not just a oh, let's try and sleep with how many random girls. Uh, they targeted specific individuals. Oh, that's see, that's even worse. Oh, there were now, now you made names. it a demographic. Yeah, that's see, now that's targeting. That's a targeted I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. That's, yeah, at that's that point, targeted at that point, that, at, that, at that point, you could go, they could actually be charged with I, uh, criminal yeah. intent without a shadow of a doubt that was because something that's, I hadn't absolutely. thought of. I mean, and, and then and then we have and then we have other uh we have we have people right here uh they're chatting about it right now. Uh Patty is saying that they actually should be also charged with moral misconduct. So that's that's actually the point right <laughs> yes. there. Well, uh, yes. which they probably can in more, the more than likely school. more than likely on Catholic with Catholic guidelines. Uh yes. and then of course uh Bob says women should always be respected. I agree with you as well, Bob. Uh, this yeah. this this situation in general is just 
it's very tragic that it's still going on. It's very tragic that it's this planned out by these yeah. kids, by these children. I mean, Jeremy, you have three boys. If you found out any of your three boys did something like this, what would you, as a parent, how would you react to something like this? My boys are over 18 at that point. I'm going to bitch slap them hard. Oh, uh, man. You know, it's more than a parenting. bitch slap. You know, it's more than a there, bitch slap. There's no way that if I found out about something like that, my boys would be, they would, Yo, you, I would tear them a new one. You, tear hey, them look, a new pay one. You, you remember the Flintstones? You remember the <laughs> Flintstones, right? You, you remember that little kid on there? They called oh, him yeah. Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Bam. You remember yeah. what he used to do to people? You remember how oh, he used bam, to grab them by the feet? Just bam, 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 bam. That's, exactly what, that, that's <laughs> the very first thing that I'm doing. I, I didn't even hear the words finish coming out of the person's mouth before I'm already bam bamming them on the ground. Because nope. at that point you've at that point you you've crossed a line that is there's no going back. And absolutely. Yeah, I mean the same with 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 Miss Petito. You you cross a line. You know that there's only so many options that you have after that, and one of them is either to face the music, or to turn and tuck tail. And and I'm not gonna let you. If it's towards me, I'm not gonna let you turn and tuck tail because <laughs> yep. you know it's. I'm I'm gonna bam bam you on the spot type of thing. But I, I do feel that you know I'm not the best. Um, you know, role model when it comes to um, reactionary decisions uh, based upon the way I handle um, people offending my family. I've I've been known to to get pretty pretty drastic. Um, yeah. You know, simply sure over somebody. Yeah, so I mean, the smallest little thing. You know, I have an autistic son, um, and a little girl called him. You know, and this little girl wasn't a little girl. She was like big enough girl to know not to call this little autistic boy stupid. Um, and I almost, I mean, I, I, I walked away, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's, I need to know better myself. You know, it, it, it may not be the best response to go knock somebody on their ass. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I am a parent. Certainly understandable. <laughs> I'm going to destroy anything that's messing with mine. So, you know, it, I, I would only hope that in this situation that the parents of these kids are going to either A, accept responsibility, or B, correct whatever they've got going in their life to to make it so their children are a little bit more respectable and a little bit more classy and maybe just a touch more understanding about the way things work in the world. You know what I mean? And and let's also not forget, these young ladies... Some of these young ladies, or most of these young ladies, or all of these young ladies, believe that each one of these boys were were in love with them and you know they like them this is hold this, on, this hold is like a lot hold on hold on let me just let me just finish what i'm saying here uh at the end of this we don't know because we don't know exactly if they knew we don't know we don't we have no idea this is all speculation but in a hypothetical situation if these young ladies did not know that this is a game if these young ladies did not well, no, know they didn't. any of we this know that okay we so know that if, they if, did if, not if, they were if, not aware of the game if if that's the case and this could this could possibly psychologically scar these young women, you know, as they grow. Because you know, if they're in Whoa. high school and they're growing up, this is something that, you know, they're in the they're in the most delicate point of their of of their adolescence. And yeah, this could potentially anything, scar. But college, not high school. Oh, but... this is college. Yeah, this is a college. Oh, okay. That's what makes it even worse. This is even worse. 
That's what makes it even worse sure because they're all of age. Different. They're all of mental reasoning. This isn't this isn't little puberty games. This exactly. isn't puberty games. Yep. This was predatory behavior by men of reason. That's what this is. That's predatory behavior by men of reason. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what makes it a. That's what makes it a crime. That's what makes it sexual misconduct. That's what makes it moral misconduct. I like. I like that one who said that. That was mm -hmm. very well said. Okay, but even worse than on top of this is the fact that we're assuming. We're all assuming, even myself, we're assuming that these women, um, you know, we're assuming what we what they think. We're assuming, oh, well, we think that we're falling in love or we think that they we, we don't know. Um, so we need to clarify with them. What do you feel? What, how did this happen to you? How, what were you? What situation were you put in um, for this to occur? Were you manipulated? Were you seduced? Were you drugged? Were you alcoholized? Were you uh, were you made to feel uncomfortable in any way? You understand what I'm saying? What are the mm -hmm. thoughts of the of the people who it actually happened to? Because we can speculate and assume all we want, but at the end of the day, it comes down to how, what happened to them. Okay, yeah. because in this That's world, why the especially, in a, still going. especially in a post Harvey Weinstein world, okay. It's about the victim. It's not about the predator. Okay, so that's where I and, find. And and, and, as, and, as, and I'm sorry. We we have to like actually move on here. I mean, this is a very <laughs> hot topic, and I'm glad Jeremy brought it up and everything. But we have to like go ahead and and move on to our final topic. Uh, we, if if any of you uh, agree with any of this, please go ahead follow us uh, yeah. on our on our social media. We can continue on talking on social media as well, Absolutely. and uh, we can continue this conversation on there. Uh, in sports, man, right now. <laughs> Dodgers, you're killing me, Dodgers. You're killing me right now. I mean, like, just when you think they're out, they somehow pull another win, and they smack the Atlanta Braves 11-2. to That was insane. And the thing is, Jeremy, you said, you actually said this. You said that it's possible they might not actually bring it back because, I mean, Justin Turner got injured in, what, game three. Uh, mm -hmm. you're at, we're out two other players. Game Game, I'm sorry, game four. We're out two other players. It's a very tough comeback from behind, but they're somehow they're pulling a miracle. They're right now they're the the series is right now three and two. Dodgers are down by one uh game. If they pull another one off, they're gonna be tied, and then that final game will determine who goes on to the World Series. Well, let's talk about how bad Atlanta would be feeling in that situation. I mean, we're still one game away, but the Dodgers came back from three to one down last year to defeat them to go on to the World Series. So this team knows they can do it. They've done it before. They did it last year, but they are playing shorthanded to not have Clayton Kershaw, to not have Max Muncy and to now not have Justin Turner. You're talking about three potential Hall of Famers, you know, well, Kershaw, definite Hall of Famer. Definitely. And, you know, it's it's you're missing a very large part of your crew there. So it's going to be tough. And as I said, you know, I'm not a big Dave Roberts fan. We won the title in spite of our manager, not because of him last year. And I really believe if he can stay out of the way and not try and overmanage the team, they still got a shot. It can still be done. But man, Atlanta's a good team. I don't know, man. Coming, winning another two games. You know, I, I really I want to see us pull it off, but I don't know if the Dodgers got enough in the tank to do it again Mir this year. Miracle Mets style. 
it could be Miracle Mets style. We'll have to see. I mean, we went seven games with the Giants or five games with the Giants. If we win this, we go seven games with the Braves, and then we still got to face either the Red Sox or Houston. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be, be a heck one. of a gauntlet. It's going to be that. And, and I, Twizzle, are you, are you, are you, I was going to ask you, what, are you are you baseball fan, Twizzle? <laughs> I, I, so no, I, well, I mean, okay, so I you when I was a kid, I used to be a huge baseball fan. Chicago White Sox, Frank Thomas, the whole mm-hmm. night, guys. Like, I was, that was, I, I mean, Midwest kid. I was a Midwest kid, right? So it's either basketball or baseball, right? Midwest is either basketball or baseball. So, I mean, I, I, I was familiar with it back in my day. But as I got older, um, I really kind of only stuck with basketball because I'm really good at that. So it was like my forte. <laughs> it was like my thing, right? Um, but I will say this much, man. I have a question in regards to the whole three and two, them coming back from being down to miracle, you know, type of thing. Uh, does, does this happen like like the like the Super Bowl where it's rigged? You know what I'm saying? Does this happen like with with the with, uh, with, uh, you know NBA uh, superstar ask, stuff where it's rigged? You know what ask, I mean? Uh, ask ask the Houston assholes that. <laughs> I can tell you in baseball, cheating is very possible, as we've seen, because the Houston Astros pulled it off against us. But um, it's actually very hard to rig a baseball game. Um, Even even the Chicago White Sox, the Black Sox. Yeah. You know their scandal uh, back in 1918 or what? Well, that was the you know because that scandal. No, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, they even them they almost won that series and half yeah, the team yeah. or three quarters of the team was trying to throw it and yet yeah. they still almost won As so it's talent, very it difficult talent. yeah it's very difficult well, to the reason i asked this the reason i asked this is because you know it's a it's a thing in professional sports to make the games of seven draw out in order mm-hmm. to maximize potential earnings and so you know i may not be the biggest baseball fan like you know the last thing i remember about baseball man was barry bonds and what's the white dude mcguire mcguire mark mcguire they were having the home run thing and then mark mcguire got popped for doing the steroids and barry bonds never got the credit he deserved for being the best there ever was and like I'm just saying, like that's that's the last thing I remember a long time ago, man. That's that's about as that's about as baseball as I get anymore. You know what I mean? So <laughs> only because I can't let it go in because he's a giant. Barry Bonds did get credit, and I can't call him the best ever because he was roided up too. HGH and roids oh, yeah. all oh, the yeah. way up, and oh, it's yeah. it's it was in court. It's proven. He took the cream. He took the HGA. He took it all. So they didn't prosecute him. They couldn't charge him. But he cheated. That's just my as point. So if, I mean, like, look. I mean, look. If it was all I'm sorry, real, I'm a like, Dodger fan. I can't let the Giants. I can't let anything with the Giants. <laughs> I'm evil when it comes see, to the Giants. Did you see the look I was giving you? Did you see the look I was? I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, I saw it. Mm-hmm, I saw it. <laughs> Well, in essence, we'll go ahead and uh, keep an eye on it. I believe they're playing right now. Uh, the no, next game right tomorrow. Now. Oh, next game tomorrow. So we'll just next we'll definitely tomorrow. be. I'll be. I'll be rooting for the hometown team. Well, you can tell who the real fan. Is. You can tell who the real fan is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but other than that, I mean, Twism. You know, thank you so much for being on the Navarro Miller Report, Absolutely, man. Bro. Pleasure having you on here. Uh, and and you know, just so people can know, how can people stalk you on social media? Well, I mean, it's it's really simple, man. The easiest way is to um, 
is to type in the word TWP Nation into your Google search bar. Um, TWP Nation is my brand name, and that will bring up everything and anything, websites and and social medias and things like that. Um, if you actually want to stream the music or or help us, you know, rise in fame a little bit, then you would go to any of your social or your uh, digital platforms you listen on, and you just type in Twism White Piece, which is T W I Z M W H Y T E P I E C E. And it's complicated. It's a tongue twister. And you'll probably forget by the time I finish speaking. So take a <laughs> screenshot and Way go with just look at it. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to have we're going to have your entire, you know, social media on the description of this video oh, when it reposts again. Thank everything. God. And of course, Do you know how have... hard it gets to say that shit after so many. No like worries. You say, I have to say <laughs> no worries. No worries. And of course, we got the recast, the podcast recast tomorrow, uh, streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other streaming uh, sites as well. We also have a GoFundMe for the Navarro Miller Report, which is, uh, I'll attach the link to each one of these videos. We're trying to go ahead and raise some money here for, for the show, uh, get some, uh, you know, get some, get some, you know, uh, some new uh, equipment and everything for the show. So hopefully uh, y'all could go ahead and uh, pitch in a little bit here and there. That'd be great. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you know, Twism again, thank you so much for being on here. Absolutely. You're very, you're an incredibly talented individual. I mean, your music is incredible. Back when I had that other podcast, which will remain nameless, um, I played nameless. your music a lot. <laughs> I played your music a lot um, there. So, you know, and, and of course, you've always helped us out with our intros, our outros, everything that you are all listening to, whether it's the intro or the outro. This gentleman right here was the one that provided all those sounds for us. Thank you so much, man. You are a huge a asset blessing, to the Navarro Miller Report, bro. Man, that's a blessing. If 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 the one thing that I'm supposed to do with any of what I've accomplished in life is supposed to give back. So, man, if I can give back, man, it's it's a blessing to give back, bro. You know what I mean? I'm glad I can help. I'm glad to see appreciation. It's always always makes somebody feel good to be appreciated. You know what I mean? Well, no. It was great to finally get to and see Jeremy, you and talk real, to you. Yeah, I was just—I was gonna say, Jeremy, man, real quick, man. I want to say, man, dude, you're pretty cool, man. Like, I didn't know what to expect, you know. Don't lie to like, him. You, Don't lie to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you—you you, you like walk into a situation and you're like, okay, because it's an unknown. See, I—I I, I knew Dave, so it was easy to like communicate with him and talk. We talk all the time, right? Uh, so learning you and meeting you for the first time, it was an absolute pleasure and a thrill, brother. And Same by here. all means, man, like I love to talk again or chit chat you with you man like i'm pretty Absolutely. sure that me and you would have some uh pretty good conversations it seems like yeah. so definitely <laughs> most definitely, i get your number man. from dave i'll hit you up brother absolutely brother absolutely <laughs> man. absolutely Sounds good guys well that's the news in case you haven't heard it thank you so much again for uh checking us out tonight hopefully all of you have a wonderful friday the rest of your friday evening and a wonderful weekend and uh remember we're back on again uh this monday as usual 6 p.m pacific standard time make sure you check us out for now we're out of here We'll see you next time, everyone. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.